Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we are buzzing to get into today because every week gives us more games, i.e. more drama, as we inch closer to the U.S. men's national team's two friendlies against Japan and Saudi Arabia next month. And as we inch closer to U.S. men's national team manager Greg Berhalter having to name his 26-man roster. But before we hear the thoughts of Chuck and Hollywood, I have to mention that this podcast that you're listening to right now is a finalist for the Woo! best sports podcast. Yes, I don't believe it either, but it's true. So if you voted for us before, then look out for an email because you might have to vote for us again so we can win a trophy. And this, wait, wait, wait. I actually have a question for you two. Does that mean we get a star over our In Soccer We Trust crest? First star. 100%. That would be a star over that if we get star. a trophy. Okay, just throw that out there for everybody. And I also ask that because we've got merch. So if we get a star, we get a trophy. The merch is going to have to change. But we have some new merch for everybody. So if you want to rock some official In Soccer We Trust gear and be the coolest person you know, it's only found on CBS Sports Store. You got t-shirts, mugs, hats, bags, water, and hopefully a mahogany wall backdrop so you can act like big timer uh, Chuck over there. And of course, because we love everyone that supports us, if you want something nice, then we're giving you 20% off your order when you use this podcast exclusive code SOCCER20 during checkout. That's right, SOCCER20. And it's only available for our listeners and our amazing YouTube community. So head over to store.cbssports.com and shop. Now, we already know we have a couple people that are way in and about multiple shirts, and we're going to get our gear here pretty soon as well. All right, Heath Pierce, coming to you. Any games, any transfer news you want to talk about? I'm wearing my Man United kit because they're on the precipice after signing Casemiro of getting Pulisic on loan, going to get Serginho Dest, and competing with Leeds United for the most Americans on one team in the Premier League. Oh, man. I mean, I will say this. You know, I said if I came back uh, uh, as a fan again, I'd be a fan of Crystal Palace if I could start all over again. But if, mm. if United keeps this up and they treat our players right, I don't know, Jimmy, I might start rocking that Man United shirt. So I'm pretty don't, excited about he, that. We'll see don't, what even, don't even joke about that. Charlie. You don't, you don't want, want Dest or, or Pulisic there, Charlie? No, but 
He's a he's an Arsenal fan. You can't you can't <laughs> all of a sudden start supporting. Yeah, United. I'm especially I'm another a, London hey, club. But too. but Charlie, Arsenal here's the thing house. about here's the thing about being American. It doesn't matter, man. I'm not from <laughs> North London. I wasn't raised there. I got no connections to the club other than uh, Thierry Henry and the Invincibles and wow. like the era that I loved. You know, buy me. You know what I mean? This shirt mm-hmm. right here on, with magic marker says I'm for sale. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can, you can, you can earn, you can earn my love. You can buy my love. I watch Man City every week and got no reason to other than the fact that they're entertaining. You would be that guy. You would be yeah. that guy. I'm the yeah. modern fan, Charlie. You know what I mean? The world's evolving. <laughs> yeah. The the modern American fan. All right, Charlie. Any any game standing out? I think the big one from our perspective is Leeds versus Chelsea because if Pulisic does get some minutes, and it's looking like Thomas Tuchel saying. Listen, I've, I've, we told Hudson Adoy he can go out on loan. Uh, Hakeem Ziyech might be going to AC Milan. We can't lose everybody. We have to make sure we have some bodies here because we're playing in multiple competitions. I'm paraphrasing Thomas Tuchel, but he doesn't seem as eager to let Christian Pulisic go. And I'm pretty sure the American owner, Todd Bowley, doesn't really want to let him go either, despite his Christian Pulisic's desire to want to get some minutes and be a little bit more impactful with the team he's playing on. But he could be featuring against Leeds, which have Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams, which are going to be some great matchups because you have mm-hmm. Tyler Adams going up against Mason Mount. That's a preview of the World Cup, right? Because that could probably happen in 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 uh, U.S. versus England. And then you have Brendan Aronson going up against Jorginho and Conte's out. So that's probably better for Brendan Aronson. But it looks like he might be playing central. Dan James is going to come in and then uh, on the right. And then you have uh, Rodrigo because Patrick Bamford is hurt once again for Leeds. So we might see Aronson a little bit more central against this Chelsea team. There's a lot to dissect in this game in particular. Yeah, I mean, no no doubt that's the game to watch over the weekend. So, wait, wait. You've also got the 49ers taking on the uh, L.A. Dodgers. Cross sports. their own sort of ownership way, you know. Yeah, of course. You, you got you to gotta be watching that. But I will say I'm looking at Valencia at Athletic Club because again it's a, another uh, opportunity for Yunus Musa. Uh, there, there's been you know uh, there's been some some talks of uh, Timothy Weah going to Valencia as well. So Lille, Lille oh, also plays PSG this weekend, mm-hmm. and we see the whole Mbappe and Neymar controversy as well. So uh, I'll be I'll be interested in those two matches. Well, for for context, what's the, what's the drama there? Yeah, give us the drama, Chuck. So apparently, uh, well, this did happen. Allegedly. Mbappe missed yeah. a penalty. He did. Okay. So then, when the next penalty was awarded to PSG, guess who took the ball? It was Neymar. And Mbappe okay. came over and was like, "Hey, this is my team." Neymar said, "Move aside, little guy." <laughs> and he took little the pen man. and scored. Oh. So that caused Ooh. a lot of controversy. Then, I th- I, apparently, Mbappe was trying to orchestrate some of these moves that, of players within the club that were friends with Neymar. So trying to break up this group of, of players. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I, love um, that. I guess he he shouldered Messi too. and Messi gave him a look too. Yeah. After he shouldered him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's actually a play that happens in this game where Vitinha, one of the midfielders for PSG, gets the ball on a somewhat of a counter. He's got Mbappe on his left and Messi on his right. And he elects to go play to Messi. And then at that point, Mbappe throws up his arms and stops running. Mm-hmm. I was like, who would the sense of entitlement of this guy is off the charts? Stops running. And if he just had continued his play, I think Hakimi gets on the end of it, crosses it, and Mbappe would have been there for a simple tap-in. But because he was pouting the whole time, mm-hmm. I, I just, there's this, I don't know what's going to happen to PSG. But this is, this is very, I, very I know this, this is a complete uh, tangential conversation we're having right now. Um, it, 
this this would never happen in an actual big league because you'd have bigger things to worry about, right? It would be squashed. But the fact is that they don't have to worry about yeah, whether or not right, they're going right. to win the league. So you can allow the drama to unravel like this. But, you know, going back to 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 Eunice Musa, Charlie, I'm I'm very curious about your your just where you stand on him right now. Obviously, we all know the potential. We've talked about our potential lineups. We've also talked about Musa maybe having to be the sacrifice, no matter how good he is. If if you do have a Joe nope. Reyna come, no, there's no sacrifice. So no. McKinney comes out. There, Joe there is, is a starter. There, there is there is no sacrifice. Yunus Musa is a starter on this team. A starter is, more than Weston McKinney. He's he's too good. So he yeah, he will I, be starting. I agree. So, I so agree. We're getting but back like, to McKinney, Musa, and Adams is the. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Giorena is going to have to sit because Brendan Giorena Giorena is not breaking that three. He's not breaking that three. I don't think. G- I mean, Giorena's got to no, play. Crazy. There's no even. Yeah, but if Norman Giorena might, plays might for play three months, weekend. if Giorena plays for three months into the World Cup, you you tell me he's coming off the bench for the U.S. national team. He. I'll tell you right now, Giorena's not going to be in the middle three. Listen, listen. The fact that we have if, guys if anything, playing Brent at a high Aronson level, play on the right wing. If anything, because Bern Aronson is not going to break up Musa, McKinney, and Adams. That that midfield is set. So then okay. you're looking at the left. The left wing is Christian Pulisic. That's not going anywhere unless, just by chance, he does not play. Maybe he gets injured. He doesn't play. Brandon Aronson continues to ball. Timo Weah starts balling because he's not playing either. Remember, he's been injured. So right now, I think Christian Pulisic is on the left. Brandon Aronson is on the right wing, uh, right wing spot who's going to be coming in. And right now, Jesus Ferreira has the key uh, up top at, at the nine. So right now, I think that's that's how it's looking. What's crazy is that if we all decide, and I want to hear everybody's thoughts, hit us up on Twitter, ISWT Pod, drop us a follow too, hit us up in the comments right now on YouTube. If McKinney, Musa, and Adams is the midfield we're going with, and if you have a red hot Timo Weah, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, and Brendan Aronson, two of those that's, guys are going to have if. to sit. That's it. That's true. It's a big end. And they're not playing right now. It's hard to even say that. Because I know, but I'm just saying both we, playing, that's a luxury. That's a good problem to have. Yes, yes. If they were playing, then you could say, oh, man, this is heading that in that direction. But Gio Reyna's not playing and Timothy Way is not playing. So you can't, you can't even go to that length of saying, hey, what if this happens? Because mm-hmm. they're not even fit yet. Right. Well, Borussia Dortmund are playing at home to Werder Bremen. Uh, we've seen Reyna on the bench already this season. Didn't travel last week. We'll see if he's back on the bench this time around. Was there, was mean, there any reason why? Was it just like he had a step back because he went from the bench to they not never the said. bench? They never said. Home versus away or? At least in the English-speaking people that cover the Bundesliga, I have not seen any notes or even from the club that's announced why he didn't travel or what if there was a setback. It just all enters such the manager of Dortmund is saying is that we're bringing him along slowly. And you're like, would, sweet, would, sweet dude. How, how, many, how, many, how many players in this team right now are guaranteed starters, would you say, in the U.S. right now? Regardless like of what happens, right, as long as they're healthy, regardless of playing time, how many players in the U.S. squad are guaranteed starters? Probably Stefan and Turner, Pulisic and Reyna. Well, Stefan and Turner? Wait, wait, just, Stefan and Turner. You, you can only start one. No, no, guaranteed. No, I know start, but I'm, guaranteed they're guaranteed starting. on the roster. A star, no, no, guaranteed, guaranteed starter. Uh, 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 uh. Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams. Christian Pulisic. I agree. Brendan Aronson's really close. If Weston doesn't play for the next four months? He's, he just played. He just played like 70 minutes. 
No, you're saying guarantee. You're saying guarantee like even starter, if he's hurt, regardless if, of circumstance, as as long as they're healthy. Yeah. Yes. So the, yeah, this last game, I love that Weston McKinney played, but that's what that's what that's what I'm saying about like if if Eunice Musa didn't play for three months, I don't and 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 um, I say Anthony Robinson. Yeah, we don't, I, we don't I, have I any other. That. We don't that's have another shot. like out and out. He's got that as long as he's got to stay healthy. He's a lock. That's my other one. I mean, it's it's a very hard question to tap into because, like, to assume Anthony Robinson wouldn't play for three months would assuming that we assuming he's injured. Um, right, right. You right. know what I mean? Like, just in terms of how often he plays. So it's it, it is. But yeah, I'm, one, I mean, if he's healthy and not playing for whatever reason, yeah, then he's going to be starting because we yeah, don't really have anybody. Can't replace him. Yeah. Can't he's he, at this point he's irreplaceable. Yeah, interesting. That's a good question. I don't even. I Pulisic. What about you, Charlie? <sighs> I hate when All you guys right. try to work your way out of it by asking the question and there's I, I, you know I, what I mean? I'm always first to say. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Charlie. Charlie with his hand up in the front of the class again. All right. Here Charlie, ask him, what, what do we do, teacher? What, when, we, mm, when we finish our, our schoolwork, sure. do we just sit here and wait for everyone or do we move on to the next thing? Yeah. Um, I think guaranteed Tyler Adams is a guaranteed starter. I think Weston McKinney is a guaranteed starter. And I think Christian Pulisic is a guaranteed starter. You got to put Robinson in there, uh, and sorry, and, and Robinson. Anthony Robinson, yep. yeah. Hmm. You seem pretty high on Musa about five minutes ago, but you've you've you're back off of Musa. You said he was an automatic starter. He's I'll, already changing Heath. He's already changing. That's why. That's why. It's why. I'm guaranteed. Charlie's I'm, had him off the field at times, and now he's guaranteed. He's got to play, but maybe not this year. I'm no. guaranteeing Musa. All right. Okay. All right. Jeez, Tar- Charlie, Charlie just took out a policy on Musa right now to get him to on the field. You know, policy, full, full, full coverage he, policy, my man, a little umbrella policy. Yeah, yeah. I all right, all right. Let, yeah, let's let's uh, let's give this. Uh, we're getting all over the place. Let's give it some direction here. Let's talk Leeds Chelsea a little bit tactically because I think this is a big moment. And let's start with Tyler Adams since we were just talking about him right now. Heath, I'll come to you first. I mean, how important is it for him? I mean, I know from a Leeds perspective, it's important for him to get minutes and all that, but just on an individual battle, for him to start taking notes on how Mason Mount likes to pick up the ball, how he likes to, to get it. I mean, it's a good a good challenge for them. Even though Chelsea's going through a little bit of it, this is the first big test for Leeds, I'd say, this season too. So there's a lot of elements here that I'm very curious to see how Leeds performs. One's at home at Ellen Road, and uh, Chelsea, you know, skirt, skirted by, by Everton 1-0. In the first game, had that pretty contentious 2-2 draw against Spurs last time around. They feel, feel pretty hard done by that. They should have gotten the full three points. Uh, the referee didn't do them any favors. But but there's still some turmoil around the team. They don't really feel like they have that identity yet. But it would be kind of cool to see Pulisic running around next to Adams or against Adams. Yeah, and and with Rodrigo probably being up top with Banford coming off, like I, I'm interested to see how, how that interaction is with both Tyler Adams as well as Brendan Aronson. I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing. I mean, weirdly weirdly and 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 i don't remember going into a game thinking like this is a great preview for the world cup you know you go into mm-hmm. a game saying I'm, i could play against mason sure, like, sure. Oh, i could i could lock him out and then and then you'll look back on that as as a moment of like oh yeah um i remember that i remember what he does i remember what his skill sets are i, I you know maybe try to find some advantages of having played him before so i don't know if you go into it knowing it seeing it as as a preview necessarily sure, sure. but it is a huge opportunity to play against this this midfield, I mean, Leeds have given up goals, right? They they coughed up two in their last one after going up two nil. Uh, they I well, I, don't, I don't I think they were maybe one one in their first game and ended up winning two one. Right. Uh, so this is an opportunity now to play against a fantastic midfield 
of uh, uh, Chelsea to really see how and 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 what they can do shape wise to to keep themselves in games because Chelsea probably should have beat Spurs. Um, and and you know they're going to come out firing because I think they're li- they're both level on points going into this match. Okay, no, 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 that's that's good insight. Charlie, talk to me about Brendan Aronson because the things I'm seeing is that they are going to slot him central underneath Rodrigo in the the ten spot. Harrison on one side, Dan James on the other side. Dang, you Eunice Musa just got put on the bench. If Brendan Aronson uh, though, I mean, if he's out there balling <laughs> it up against Thiago Silva's of the world, Koulibaly, who's looked excellent for playing for Chelsea, uh, Aspilicueta, yes, Reese James, Chilwell. I mean, or Cucurella, who was ever out there. I mean, if he's out there dancing around those guys, and we know he has the ability to do so, mm-hmm. it's just going to continue to further that he needs to be a cemented starter for us and now back in the conversation as somebody that's a lock, no? Yes. I've said this all along. If Brendan Aronson is balling in the Premier League, he's going to be starting come the World Cup. You're, you're playing against the best competition I don't know if you world. said that all along, Charlie. I mean, guys, you, had Timo Wea, you had Timo Wea <laughs> as like... You know, lock that thing in. You know what I mean? Like it's in the vault at at right midfield. I'm not. A, you had I'm him. Not a, you had a, I'm not. I'm not taking. Yeah, the bait. you had him in the. You had him in the vault, Charlie. Until you go into the Premier League and prove yourself. So you're okay. playing against now the top top level competition in the world, and you're doing it. And it and it it wasn't that Brent Aronson was ready already. He's he's improved since he's been there already. And it's talking about the pressure, but also his movement being strong because he's talked about that. Got to be stronger on the ball, make quicker decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If 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 he's con- going to continue to play, then I'm telling you right now, my man is starting on on the right wing spot. And play or balling, play or like like the form that he's in consistently through the season, or yes. like on the field starter. From now to the world. No, 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 making a difference. You know, you don't all, you can't always win games <laughs> in the Premier League. But as long as he's going out there and you're seeing positive play and he keeps taking those steps forward, he's he's going to be playing on the field in Qatar. There's there's this, no doubt. This gonna be this gonna be an amazing game to watch. If you're going to make any time to watch any Americans this weekend, this is a very good one. Well, hopefully, Pulisic gets some minutes as well. Could potentially start. Who knows with Tuchel? He's all over the shop. Another American in the Premier League is Chris Richards, who got some minutes. His first Premier League minutes when he stepped the, stepped on the field for Crystal Palace against Liverpool in their one-one draw. Given that they had a pretty successful one-one draw at Anfield, I suspect that they're going to see the same lineup, which means he probably won't start. But Patrick Vieira did say this about Chris Richards. He's a strong player who's physically really good in 1v1 battles. His competitiveness is really high, and he loves to win every training drill. He'll bring more competitiveness to the back line as well. And Vieira then hinted at potentially playing a back three at times this Mm. season, which means Richards could get some valuable minutes soon. Palace played home to Aston Villa this weekend. He mostly and played in the back three at Hoffenheim, by the that's way. Right. Um, that's but right. That's right. When he came on, he made a difference against Liverpool. I mean, it was it wasn't he didn't play a lot, but he when he came in, he made his presence known. And I was I was thinking to myself, okay, okay, Chris, let's go. Yeah. Well, so, that's so, that's been my biggest setback with him is generally you see it at Hoffenheim where he's really strong, but with the national team, I continue to go back to thinking like, was there ever a Walker Zimmerman won me because of his presence, right? Not because of his range of passing or certain other things I'd love to see in a center back, but his presence and, and ability to just do the job where he mm-hmm. stands out mm-hmm. in doing that, where maybe you don't say his name that much, but he's good in the air, fundamentally sound, tactically sound. I'm still waiting for that moment from Chris Richards that I've seen at the club level with the national team. So, Charlie, I think that's a great first sign that the Premier League level, he's able to step in right away. It's hard coming in, especially as a defender, uh, late in games and, and especially at Anfield, especially yeah. against Liverpool. So yeah, he's ticked a lot of boxes in that one. I'm glad you brought up how he performed 
Chuck. So we'll see if he gets some minutes in this one against a good Villa oh, team that does know how to question, score. A good question in the chat. I see Ken Richards to throw in long. Absolutely. But no doubt. I mean, he's playing with Patrick Vieira and Crystal Palace. Patrick Vieira is known for developing talent. And on top of that, you're talking about a, a center back who's got to be comfortable to be on the ball and, and reading the game well. To be playing for Patrick Vieira, you have to do a lot of things right. And so if he gets on the field and he's competing in the Premier League, he he will be starting in, in Qatar. Yeah, I agree. Or should be. He should be starting. Well, at least the conversation for it, for sure. Richards is the best center back in the pool is is, is the comment. And I think on on like potentially, absolutely. You yeah, know, his upside is way higher. But we, again, if he's playing, it's going to come down to form because – well, I think Walker Zimmerman is sort of the 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 flag in the ground for the team, uh, just because you know the, his maturity, his experience, whatever. That other spot, even Walker's spot, if he if he has this dip of form going into World Cup, could be jeopardized. Well, he, but he knowing that most people, form. Can, yeah, he's he's dipped in form. No, no but, doubt. You know, we're still we're still we're st we've still got you still got time to come out of that dip in the same yeah, way that sure. that Chris Richards has a chance to take the spot just in pure form. Um, and yeah, and anybody it, in you know what's line. what's great is. Walker Zimmerman is playing against Jesus Ferreira this weekend. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, not just not just Jesus Ferreira, but Paul yes, Ariola and Sebastian Legette. That's yes. just he's going to have to get them all in his back pocket. Walker made a mistake last game in Nashville's game. I think he's got uh, he's got to pick it up back to where he was before. I think he's lost a little bit of sharpness and focus. I think that Aaron Long hasn't been necessarily sharp. What's interesting is when I just talk about them on the sidebar. New York Red Bulls and Nashville are two of the worst home teams in all of MLS. They're just mm. not very good. They ship a lot of goals. And so that makes me concerned because, okay, even if your team around you is not playing well, there still has to be little things that you're doing to help the team elevate their performance overall. And that gives me, so, so as I mentioned, some concern. So, so if Chris Richards does step up, if Cameron Carter-Vickers still continues to play as solid as he has been for Celtic to start the season, then, then, you know, Jim. then that could be. I don't know. I know Zimmer. I want Zimmerman to start. I love. Listen, I, know, I love his game, and he's solid. But still, would would you look at a certain Fulham center back and Tim Ream? Potentially, I think that T. And I'm I'm glad you brought him up because the captain of Fulham, and I love that he has gotten that responsibility from Marco Silva, the manager of Fulham, and they've had two very impressive draws. Maybe should have got a result last week when Mitrovic missed a penalty against Wolves. But he's been outstanding, I feel like, in his, the first two games. And and to your point, you said this about him earlier this week, Charlie. You said that Fulham go into every game basically sitting on top of their box defensively. So he never gets stretched. He never gets to maybe play the high line that Greg would like to see. So that still works against him in some capacity. John Anthony Brooks would be phenomenal in that type of setup. No offense. Yes, he would. But he like would. John Anthony Brooks can pass, if not better. He's a bigger body. But on top of a box, John Anthony Brooks is king. King. But as soon no, as I agree up to that half line... <laughs> As soon as you get up to that half line and 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 you got a little Chuck Chuck Wagon Davies boxing you in and then spinning out on you With like bubble butt, you know, little uh little spud web spinning out <laughs> to go over the top, you know, little mugsy bugs on him uh to spin out and get over the top, boy. Then you then better you start hit those guts. That's right, right. Exactly. That's that's the minute bowls of the world can't catch up to the mugsy bogues, you know. That's just a yeah. deep cuts for you. Yeah. Now, Fulham and Tim Reem and Anthony Robinson welcome Brentford to Craven Cottage this week. But this might be the absolute worst time to play against Brentford because they have to be feeling great about themselves after demolishing Manchester United 4-0 last weekend. So it'll be a good test for Tim and Anthony to see, you know, how they can continue this form and, and uh, if Marco Silva can get his tactics right to make sure they get another result. I mean, Mitrovic has been dangerous. He's getting some opportunities. So we'll see if he can continue that against a Brentford team that I still think people are sleeping on. 
and they shouldn't be. They're very, very good. So, so those are the, the, the Americans playing in the Premier League. Uh, any notes from you guys? Charlie, I come to you first. Any, any final thoughts before we move on to a different league? No, I, I'm I'm curious to see how Tyler Adams um, deals with the, the Chelsea midfield and the attackers because he's got to protect the back four. But we've seen him also cover for the center backs who co- cover for mm-hmm. outside backs. He, he mm-hmm. gets around. So when you're playing against Chelsea, you have to be extremely disciplined and to not pick up a yellow in the in the first you know 30 minutes or so to be very smart with his his challenges. I'm really uh, intrigued by that matchup. And then. On the other side, on the other end, Brendan Aronson, just his mm-hmm. movement with this Chelsea back line, Chelsea press. I mean, they they were unlucky not to get three points versus Tottenham. They they were the better side, but uh, I think they're going to be motivated in this game as well. It'll be it'll be a, a good matchup to see just where Brendan Aronson's level is. No, I'm glad you brought up the discipline with Tyrell Adams because there have been times with the national team where he gets pulled out wide towards the sideline, and when that happens theoretically that means your team shape is off if your holding midfielder is anywhere near the sideline you're holding midfielder for me unless he's putting out a fire okay that's fair but 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 sure and he, he does do that a lot and he's obviously got good recognition of it but but in theory your holding midfielder should never go any wider than the width of the box i mean that that's kind of the sweet spot and in terms of the ground they should cover and that's my my coaching license stuff coming in but is that oh, you we, coach jimmy yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> but I will say that also with Brendan Aronson, to your point, Chuck, that I want to b- jump in and b- talk about is Chelsea are very good at, at closing down passing lanes and, and closing down the ball. So where is he going to pick up the ball? Is he going to have to drop too deep to go get a touch? Is he going to try to stay higher, be connected with Rodrigo? I'm kind of curious to see where he finds his pocket of, pockets of space because I don't think it's going to be that easy. Heath, any any thoughts on uh, any of the Premier League players, men's national team Premier League players? Uh, not really the Premier League. I think we had a pretty pretty good cover of that. It's more, it's more I think, the importance of what looks to be like our players in the championship uh, this mm-hmm. year, with mm-hmm. you know whether that's a Matthew Hoppy who got his first minute uh, I obviously I think that's a signal of intent for what his potential could be there. He's one that I think could make a late run of being, you know, a replacement on the left left midfield for our for our national team. When you look beyond Christian Pulisic, you've got Jordan Morris uh, that could that can play there as well. I don't think Jordan Morris is at that level that 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 I I'd like to see him at. I think he's good, but um, I I think that Matthew Hoppy could provide something a little more chaotic um uh so to speak or a little more energy than you know maybe jordan morris of a couple years ago and so that's that's one where i think we have a little bit of a question mark in terms of depth on that side so he's Mm -hmm. one that i want to continue to hopefully gets a gets a start over the weekend and then i'm i mean uh, on the championship side as well just zach stefan that's he's he's a very big concern for me just in terms of are we seeing what is now if you go back to Tim Howard had a pivotal period of his career when he really struggled at Man United and found his feet at Everton. And now we're talking about United as a starter, right? And being brought in as mm-hmm. a starter. And, and I think he was beating out Fabian Barthez to, to, to win that spot at times and, and found, his, found his himself at Everton and his career there. Zach Steffen's got to find his career now in Europe somewhere. And I'm hoping that this could be a turnaround moment for him after having a, a struggle to the start to the season. No, that's a good shout. They're playing away to Reading uh, after being tipped for promotion by many pundits, Middlesbrough, where Zach Steffen plays and Matthew Hoppy. Burrow has three draws and a loss in their first four games, so it hasn't been a great start. Reading, a uh, bit of a mixed bag. They lost 4-0 away two matches ago, but won 
3-0 against Blackburn, who were previously unbeaten. So I don't know which version of Reading is going to show up, but it's a could be another tough outing for Zach, but I don't think it's all on him. Obviously, the guys in front of him, he has to put out some fires before they start. Uh, another player, goalkeeper of ours, Ethan Horvath, is playing for Luton Town. They're away to Swansea. They looked... Uh, I don't know it's gonna be a tough one for for Luton Town. They're expected to be fighting for a playoff spot, you know, in the top six to to potentially get promoted, but uh, they sit in relegation zone, twenty third. They only have one goal in those four games. That has nothing to do with Ethan Horvath, but it puts a lot of pressure, I think, on the defense and for him to have to be perfect if they're not scoring goals, and that's a lot of pressure. And then uh, Austin Trosty is another player we have to to talk about. He's on loan from Arsenal, from the Colorado Rapids to Birmingham City in the Championship. Uh, he started every game so far in the league. Yeah, on the left side of a back three, just to throw that out there. He's been getting minutes, been solid. The fans love him. Apparently, they chant USA, USA anytime he makes a good play. Uh, 24 years old. And what's crazy to think about is that Cameron Carter-Vickers is also 24. I feel like that guy's been around forever. And and uh, so so Austin Trusty's another one to keep an eye on. He could never be another late shout, kind of team Tim Ream-esque if he's playing well for his club. Why not take a look at him in September? But I think what's going to be hard for Greg Berhalter, Charlie, is you might have a lot of guys that are kind of on the bubble playing well. And you're going to have to make some tough choices as to kind of similar to Brandon Vasquez. Okay, he was scoring goals, but we're not going to bring him into the 27-man roster for four games in June. He's got to continue to prove it. But now he's continued to prove it. So do you bring him in after you've made those comments that Greg made? or And what do you do with some other guys? Or is it just, you know, sorry, shit out of luck. It's just bad timing. You should have played better like last year. That would have helped you out a lot. Well, well, I, I think what I like about Greg is he says he never closes the door. So if if you do catch form if you are consistent if you're doing the things that he expects and and um wants you to be doing in terms of the pressure the positioning and then execution then yes you you deserve a call up if you're doing that I'm I always say that if you're if you're having uh you know if you're in the form of your life and you're producing at your club that means you're playing really with with a high level of confidence and and you're fit so uh, it, it naturally makes sense to be brought into to, to the fold, especially if you f- you're fulfilling a need, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the coaches are going to have their go-tos. They have their favorites. They have their go-tos. They have their who they expect to be in the starting 11. Mm-hmm. But there are a few question marks. And then uh, a lot of it in the number nine position depends on form. You want whoever's playing to be confident, to be fit, who if they get one chance, they're going to score because they're in that in that rhythm. You can't. It's very hard to put a player on the on the pitch who's not in a rhythm. Period. And then and then you 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 talk about okay, how do these players gel and how do they look for each other? But ultimately, it's about your club form and your fitness and and how you're you're playing from match to match. All right, we're going to take our first and only break of in soccer. We trust when we come back, we'll talk about our players in Scotland, Spain, Germany, Italy, France, just, and MLS, of course. So we have a lot of players to talk to right after this. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, everybody, to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Conrad alongside Hollywood Heath Pierce and Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies. And we are previewing all the games for our player pool in the U.S. men's national team, including Serie A. Well, speaking of Serie A, Paramount Plus is the only place to stream every minute of every Serie A match. You can quickly and easily sign up for your very own account right now with a free one-month trial. That's usually one week or a couple of days, but one month is pretty cool. By going to ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy, just click the Try It Free button and use promo code Italy for instant access to the best Italian club, Calcio. That's what they call soccer over there. Available across all of your devices. Visit ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy and start streaming today. All right. Charlie, I'll come to you. Let's talk Weston McKinney. Juventus is playing on Monday at home against Sampdoria. And actually, they're away to Sampdoria. It looks like McKinney is slated to start in the midfield with Zacharia and Locatelli. How are you feeling about uh, him? And, and how did you think he did in his first game of the season? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him back on the pitch. Uh, Sampdoria lost to Atalanta uh, 2-0 the first game. They're at home, so they're they're not a, st- a strong team. Um so I think in this match, I think Juve, after coming up with a 3-0 win against Sassuolo, uh, they feel that they're going to continue to keep pushing. And for McKinney, he he got great minutes. He's still not anywhere near sharp. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think this is an opportunity for him to to start to continue to make make a, a name for himself in that midfield. And and for Weston to do that, I think what what the I think what separates him from most of those players is yes he he's he mixes up he's physically um d- dominates the midfield but he also gets in the box he 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 has a real knack at the timing part of making those late runs on a midfield getting in the box for set pieces or corners mm-hmm. so if he can get on the score sheet or or get involved uh, on a couple of goals um I think that will do him a, a world of of good for his confidence yeah, Juve beat Sassuolo last week 3-0. Vlahovic scored. Uh, Di Maria scored. Di Maria gets hurt, so he's going to be out apparently for the next 10 to 14 days. And we'll see how that changes the team a little bit because I thought Di Maria looked really, really sharp. And now if, if McKinney comes inside, they got Philip Kostic. I don't know if you guys saw that or not from Juventus or that from Eintracht Frankfurt who helped uh, wore the number 10 shirt for Frankfurt as they won the Europa League last year. He can play a bit of a wing back, so maybe an option. He came in for Alexandro in the latter part of that game against the Swallow. And if he's in the team, I think that allows McKinney to maybe pinch a little bit more centrally and maybe not be as wide as that McKinney kind of started at least uh, that game against the Swallow. So we'll see how he sets up and how he plays into, into your point, uh, Charlie, it seems very interesting that he started, but how are you going to be more sharp in the second game now that he's got some minutes under his belt? So obviously very curious to see how he performs and, and against the Sampdoria team, that's a bit of a tricky fixture at times. All right, let's go over to the Bundesliga Heath Pierce, uh, we got uh, Ricardo Pepe, we got Jordan Pifok, we have Joe Scally. Let's start with Joe Scally because he's actually been really solid for Borussia Mönchengladbach and their new coach, Daniel Farka. Uh, they're home to Hertha Berlin. Now, they gave up a late equalizer last weekend to Schalke, which cost them their second straight win to start the season. They're currently in third in the Bundesliga. Now, Hertha conceded 71 goals last year, which was... Not very good. And then you have Gladbach, who gave up 61. So there's probably some goals in this one. But Joe Scali's been quietly solid throughout. And I wonder if he continues to start and play regularly and be consistent in his performances, if he will also get called into the September one. Because for me, he's still he's still on the fringes, man. Uh, but if, you, if you're playing, I, I, 
Gladbach is a massive club. And and if you're playing consistently, and and again, it's circumstantial, right? Stefan Lehner is is back and he's on the bench. I'm not sure why he's not playing. I know he's a little bit older in age. I think he's close to 30, 30 years old and and is is the is considered the sure starter when he is fit and healthy, but he's been on the bench. Maybe they're just taking their time. But clearly there's a trust in putting Joe Scally on the field without having that option. Because if you if you didn't trust him, you would just put Stefan Lehner in, who's passed all the fitness tests. He's capable. He's, he's he's able to play and go 60 minutes and then put Joe Scally in. Joe Scally continues to get the starts. If he starts again this weekend, I think they're certainly continuing to build a story for him and his development. And you you we've all done it, right? Where you come in first in the national team, maybe you're there, maybe you're not. You come in for a camp, maybe you're there, maybe you're not. And and to continue, like, like Charlie just said a few minutes ago, of keeping that door open and forcing your way back into the team, now, it's easier to do that when you're a goal-scoring striker to force your way into a team. But for other players like him, when we look at our depth chart, I mean, it's it, it starts to create a real opportunity for Greg Berhalter if Joe Scally is an able backup in one mm-hmm. or two spots mm-hmm. with a left back or right back, knowing that you've got some depth or coverage there and a little bit of comfort knowing, you know, you go back again to my my own experience in 2010 – of course, they weren't going to take a, a second left back who at the time only played left back because you've got Demarcus Beasley that can play there. Carlos Bocanegra ended up playing there behind with with um, with um, Johnny Bornstein. And so you have it, it allows you to focus your time and energy on other positions that might allow you to bring another midfielder or another center back or another right back or I'm not a right back, but another position if you have depth of a player like that. So I think it only helps his cases that he's playing. The reports continue to say that he's going to be a backup throughout the season, but as of right now, he's getting minute, minutes and and the team's doing well, so why not? Yeah, I mean, given how you're explaining Joe Scally, I think James Sands kind of fits that as well, and he started against PSV Eindhoven in the Champions League qualifier for Rangers, as of Malik Tillman. Uh, Rangers do have a game this weekend, but I could see both of them being rested because they're going to take that 2-2 result, which I think they have to be disappointed with, even though James Sands didn't have anything to do with the two goals that were scored for PSV to go down to Holland and get a result. We can get into those two in a little bit. Let's talk about Jordan Pifok with our resident number nine, Chuck Wagon Davies here. He only had 30 touches in total in their last game, Union Berlin's last game against Mainz away from home. It was a 0-0 draw. Union Berlin still undefeated in the Bundesliga two games in. And apparently this columnist that I read about Pifok said that he, this is a quote, frustratingly lacks in some cases with regard to pressing. And I was like, ah, that's not what the columnist went out like talked <laughs> yeah. about honestly talked about the whole team and went out of his way to say that PFOC was quote frustratingly lax in some cases with regard to pressing. I'm like, that is not. I hope Greg Verhalter doesn't see that article because well, you know, that's the one thing that's working against him. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. So, so I'm curious because Union Berlin are at home against RB Leipzig. It's gonna be a great test for him. For people mm-hmm. that don't follow Union Berlin. They, they sit in a 3-5-2, and, and he's one of the two strikers, which is something we don't play with the national team. So I'm kind of curious, systematically, if that's going to help his cause to w- work with us as well. And then if he's not pressing, that's definitely not going to help his cause, Charlie. Well, I, I can tell you one thing. If there's ever a, a caption that, that fits a player better, um, <laughs> can't dribble for nothing, then, <laughs> uh, then I don't know what we're, who else we're talking about. Um, well, those t-shirts now are going to have to just have names on them because it's yes, the same quote it's funny. for a lot of players. <laughs> he can't dribble for nothing. Uh, in the form of his life, but can't dribble for nothing. He, he's very limited in, in what you get with, with PFOC. I mean, yes, big striker, gets in the box, but he's never going to dribble. He's not going to press. 
Um, or and if you try to dribble, it's like get the ball off his foot right away. Mm-hmm. He, he's not a, a good pressing striker. So ultimately, if you're talking about a late substitution because you can just whip balls in and you need a target, then sure. But that's not what you're looking for, especially in a World Cup. You don't have that luxury of just saying, hey, uh, we need a, a striker just for 10 minutes who can be a, a, a nice predator in the box. No. So um, he he just he has to continue to improve. I mean, that's why he made the move to the Bundesliga to say, hey, if I can score 20-plus goals in, in this format and improve on my game because I'm going to have to to stay on the pitch, then that's that's where – he will make a name for himself and, yeah. and get an opportunity with with Greg. I, I think you're right. I think these performances, and I think we did it as well when we were players trying to get into the national team where we have performances with our club teams that are, that are calling cards. Oh, but but I did. I played well against X, you know, and I played well against this particular player that you're also looking at who's also in the national team player pool. And those are big moments. And this is a big one, I think, in particular for Jordan Pifak. Very similar to Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson in Leeds overall against Chelsea. You're starting to go up against some of the world's best players, some of the world's best coaches, some of the most organized teams that are playing in the Champions League regularly. And if you can hold your own and do it against those guys, and I think that's, from a coaching perspective, I can start to trust that guy because I know he's got that valuable experience that when he gets to the highest level, he'll be comfortable in certain situations. And I can ask him to do things that maybe I couldn't ask of another player that hasn't had that same type of experience. Anyway, I'm just kind of going off on a tangent there. Uh, Gio Reyna, Borussia Dortmund, as I mentioned, hosting Werder Bremen. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I have no goddamn idea, and I don't know if their manager, Edin Tursic, has either. But obviously, all eyes are going to be looking at that 18-man roster, and hopefully he's going to get some valuable minutes and be on the bench, and hopefully maybe start at some point so we can get a sharp Gio Reyna coming in to the team. All right, let's go over to, to Spain. Before we get to Yunus Musa, I want to talk about Serginho Dest. Now, Manchester United apparently submitted a bid for him. So I doubt he's suiting up for Barcelona's away game against Real Sociedad, which might be for the best because La Real only gave up nine goals in 19 league games last season. So that could be another tough tough, tough for Xavi's men. You got to also include Xavi saying, if you want first team opportunities, you need to leave. That's exactly right. He came out and said that. (laughs) Dest is leaving. You know, it's one thing to say, I'm going to stay here and fight for my place. But if a coach is already making it known that you're not going to play if if Xavi said you know what Sergio's like not- flip-flop though hasn't he? he's like oh I, I, yeah. I, I really he's love like- your game uh he, he, I want you but to he say, always prefaced uh, in like what he's yeah. doing now I love what he's doing now yeah, you yeah, know like yeah. and if he keeps this up then right and that's just like that's a a very gray area to be able to like well he didn't keep it up but but if, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but it's a it's a tease it it, yeah. it I guess it still gives you hope right yeah as opposed to the coach coming out and saying you're not you're not part of the first team. You're not going to play. There's a big difference between that and yeah, he's doing well or I like what he's doing. So you you're like, okay, I'll stay and fight. This is Barcelona. I'm not going anywhere. I want to mm-hmm. I want to make my name here. I want to play for this club. But if as soon as the coach tells you no matter what you do basically you're not going to be playing, then then it's time to go. Right. Okay. And the other game and I agree with you on that. I think that uh, Sergio Dest's days are numbered and it feels like he's been like that since Kuman left that he never really was one of Xavi's guys. Like, all right, we'll put him in because he's got something to him. But that belief that he gives to, let's say, a Pedri or a Gabi is clear, right? I'm going to develop. I'm going to invest time into this guy. I can see his future. Dest was like, ah, eh, he's kind of one of Kuman's guys. I remember when uh, Bruce Arena left the national team and Bob Bradley came in, and you could feel that Bob didn't really like Bruce's guys, you know, and that he wanted to invest in the guys that he was bringing in, <clears throat> Jonathan Bornstein, and players like that. You know what I mean? So, 
So, and not Heath Pierce and Todd Donovan, who I thought were playing well and didn't get the opportunities. Not to bring up old stuff, Heath. I can see and Ramiro just, Corrales. And Ramiro some, Corrales. He just opened up some old, old wounds for Heath. <laughs> we're in his feelings right now. So, get so him some bandages. We, we definitely, for him to go back, for Gino Dest to go to Manchester United and play for Eric Ten Hag, who he played with at Ajax, I think would be a good thing for, for him year. in his career. For a year, why, whatever. That's all that matters for us at the moment. We're only thinking World Cup, baby. Next next five or six months, and that's it. <laughs> I do love Jimmy's transactional nature of the next that's three it. or four months, which Listen. is like literally go play where you want after this World Cup. Whatever I you want. I do not care. I don't care. Now, until until 20, until World Cup. We don't have World Cup qualifying last time because we're automatically qualifying for the next World Cup. I don't care what you do until 2025, but you got to start sharpening that up a year out before 2026 hits. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> okay. all I'm saying. That's all right. So Valencia are away to Athletic Bilbao, who are now managed by Ernesto Valverde, his third time in charge of the club. A uh, great manager last time Barcelona won the league. Ernesto Valverde was in charge. He knows what he's doing. They didn't get much out of their first game, a 1-1 draw against Mallorca, but uh, they, they blew a lot of chances in front of goal. Now they're at home, very difficult at home to get a result. Now Yunus Musa has got to go there to the San Mamis and get a result. What do you want to see from Yunus Musa in this particular game, Heath Pierce? I mean... Again, I just want to see that consistency. I like the fact that he's in the like what he's going to do for our national team is what he's going to do at his club team now. You know, whether that's getting forward more, whether yeah. that's being a two-way midfielder in getting those reps in and around that center of the pitch is only going to make him better. So for me, it's just that continued. He's so young that these match days of getting, you know, whether it's 60 minutes or 90 minutes are so crucial to his development. That that's like the the I think the rest will work itself out, and that's just him putting himself in contention. He was he had an injury last year, but he he was a starter, came onto the scene, spent a lot of time not playing a ton, and now he's got his chance to really grab this thing and 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 run. And so for me, it's just that consistent minutes against top level opponents, like Charlie mentioned earlier in the show. Um, it is a top opponent, so he's gonna he's gonna learn I, a lot I, from this. Honestly, I look forward to Monday's show just to kind of dive into how these guys perform because there's a lot of big games for a lot of our players. I'm going to just rip through who else is playing. Charlie, you just jump in on whoever you want to talk about. Sean Johnson in goal coming off a 3-1 loss at home. He's uh, reigning MLS champs are struggling. They've lost three straight games. They've given up three goals in each of those, so they've given up nine in their last three. NYCFC plays in Chicago this weekend, so we're getting a little bit of Sean Johnson versus Gaga Slonina, a little old versus young War. We got Reggie Cannon, who's Club Boa Vista, currently sit in third in Portugal after two wins out of two in their start to the league. He's actually not playing right back, though, for Boa Vista. He's playing in a back three, and he's on the right side of that back three, and I find that to be very interesting because he's not bombing forward anymore. And if he's playing really well there, and we need someone defensively, depending on the matchup, maybe against an England, maybe he's a better choice if he's playing really well on a defensive side of it. Charlie just England. sighed. Charlie, just, I just say it. I'm no, just throwing that out no, there. No, I'm I'm not saying it that. I I am just thinking about the two attacking number nines for the U.S. Men's National Team in MLS, Jesus Ferreira against Walker Zimmerman, but Brandon yes. Vasquez also against Aaron Long. So right, you you have two big mat you know matchups in terms of where we're where we're you know what what kind of options we yeah. have. Is that FM? Is that FMF uh, Mexico national team Brandon Vasquez or U.S. Men's national uh, team? Vasquez? No, we couldn't let him get there. I, I'm so bitter at you, Heath, for bringing that up. But yeah. uh, we want positive vibes about the U.S. only. That, that that was that was not a realistic option. Like Tata Martino just he knows he, him. He so just, he, yeah, like yeah. He, he wasn't. I I, I think he it was apparent that he wasn't a fan. And yeah. so you know uh, they had think, Joseph Martinez. Who was on five? Yes. <laughs> Who's the best striker ever in MLS? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in those seasons. 
Well, speaking of MLS, DeAndre Yedlin, who started 24 games for Inter Miami, um, he seems the whole club seemed to get a little bit more consistent. Two wins and two draws in the last four. They welcome a red hot Toronto FC to town, whose Italian additions, by the way, are absolutely tearing it up. So Yedlin's matchup is going to be against Lorenzo Insigne. So he's got Insigne's got two goals in his last three. That's going to be a great matchup to watch. So there's a lot of great matchups in MLS to keep an eye on. As I mentioned, uh, Rangers are away to Hibs. Um, Malik Tillman and James Sands will see if they play, or if they're going to get rested for their game. The Champions League second leg qualifier against PSV Eindhoven. Uh, Celtic, Cameron Carter-Vickers are at home to Hearts. Uh, Celtic, 10 goals, 4-1 against. Been pretty solid. I don't know if this is going to give them much of a challenge. They haven't lost the Hearts in the league in close to a year. Mark McKenzie, one league start for this season for Gank in Belgium. One league win, but it wasn't a clean sheet, so he's got something to aim for this week. Hopefully he gets to start once again. Eric Palmer-Brown started both games for 12 this season. No goals necessarily his fault, but they've given up six. They have two losses, and they play Lyon today. And Lyon boasts a front three of Carlo Toko and Combi, the Cameroonian international, Alexander Lacazette, and Tete. So this is going to be an insane test for him and the team overall. That game kicks off in about an hour, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that's everybody that I have on my list. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. We got Kellen Acosta. Luca De La Torre. Kelly Costa, by, by the way, just for, from an LAFC standpoint, which is more of a fun fact than anything, is like they can wrap up a playoff spot the earliest ever. Um, I think they did it one less game a couple of years ago, uh, but they played less games in the season, 31 games, but they're on 25. This will be the 26th game. If they beat San Jose over the weekend, they'll wrap up a playoff spot with like weeks left to go. Yeah, they're uh, dominant. It for, it's for, insane. For, 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 it's uh, insane. Costa, yeah. Uh, really quick about Luca De La Torre. Then we go back to, to anybody you want to talk about, Chuck. Uh, Celta Vigo are at home to Real Madrid. So that would be, that's just an incredible experience for any player to play against the European champions. Uh, a team that won't have Casemiro in it. So it will be interesting to see what the new Madrid team looks like with Chiuameni involved. That's why they paid big money for Chiuameni. I think he's just getting that experience a little sooner than he wanted. Anybody stand up for you? Obviously, we have the Sounders guys that uh, have been dropping off. They have, that. The, just the team overall hasn't been performing at the level we expect from Seattle. Uh, just, just, real quick, just a heads up. Joe Scali is playing today and he's starting again. So that's three in a row for him. Nice. Um, so that's, that's again, continues to be a good sign with uh, Stefan Lehner on the bench and available. Thanks for that. Charlie, you want to jump in or did you freeze? No, I was just listening. Um, I, I, <laughs> you love, you really love this podcast. Apparently. Charlie's yeah. a great listener. He's uh, a I'm great a, listener. I'm a, I've really become a great listener with you two. Um, <laughs> no. uh, Man, that's a backhanded compliment. Hey, <laughs> I, I know hey, what you're hey. doing with that. I know what you did there. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just a fan. Hey. You know, I'm just, I'm yeah. just here to support yeah. you guys. Um, no, I, I, I hope that Luca Delatore gets some minutes. Um, and, you know, playing against Real Madrid, that's what every kid dreams of, to, to play against Barcelona Real Madrid. You're in that league. So if you could get some minutes, that would be awesome. And, um, yeah, I'd say we covered basically everyone that I that I was hoping to, to watch. I mean, you, you have Augsburg versus Mainz, and you, you're still you Let's talk about that, Ricardo Pepe really quick because I, pay, yeah. I saw some well, – there's some smoke, so I don't know how much fire is there, but it seems like – there's a possibility that he could get loaned out. Has to. And, and would you recommend that? I think I would at this point if he's not part of Enrico If he's not Mastro's playing, absolutely. Plans. But then, but then the, the question is where? Yeah, you, I assume you like you don't go to too. you don't go to Bundesliga too because no, it's got to be like, like an Anderlecht or you know you start getting into those categories yeah. where you need to go somewhere where you've got a chance to score. You go to Bundesliga too. Who who knows what's going to happen? You know, unless you're on. 
I don't, I can't remember who went would, down would, wait, last wait. year, but would you, we've seen it happen before. Would you loan him back to his MLS club? Would you, would, would FC Dallas want Ricardo Pepe back at this point? Oh, they'd make a run if they Jesus added him. Jesus <laughs> Ferrer wouldn't want, want him That's back. what I'm saying. Ferrer would lose <laughs> yeah. out on all his opportunities. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think a loan to, to a Belgian, the Belgian league, maybe a top Danish team that's still playing Europe, European competition. Could be a Dutch that, club. You could find something like, yeah. maybe like, a, you're not going to get a PSV or Ajax at this point, but maybe there's a Feyenoord or, or um, you know, um, what's the other one that I'm thinking of there? Um, anyways, yeah. Twente, I don't know if they're if they're uh, if those Heronvane Heronvane's always been a big development club for young players that we've that we've seen with uh, you know Michael Bradley during his time there. Um, yeah. Also, uh, I should mention Team Away is playing against PSG, but where I'm standing, he's listed as out, so he's not going to be playing in this mm -hmm. game, which is unfortunate. I thought it would be fun to to see him run around against that uh, dumpster fire known as PSG at the moment. Even though they win games, they're still a bit of a dumpster fire emotionally, I think, more than anything else. We'll see if Christophe Galtier, the coach, can figure out how to get the most out of this, this group and uh, all the egos that are there. All right, we're going to go to final thoughts. We're going to end this one in soccer we trust. Obviously, a big weekend of games. We're all thirsting to see how all of our players perform in our player pool. And Heath, I'll come to you first. Any final thoughts heading into this weekend and as we go into next week? Because sadly, I might not be around on Monday. I will be at the game at Old Trafford between Manchester United and Liverpool. And that aye, aye, aye. around the same yeah. time that we are. Uh... Yeah, I heard there's going to be a protest. So I'm like, wait, am I going to be the only person in the crowd? Like, Because that would be kind of awesome, but kind of sad at the same time. But Heath, any... any wait, uh, so Elon Musk, Elon Musk is not buying Manchester United? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Casemiro just solved yeah, all their yeah. problems. You know, yeah, everybody I, just like... It's like that squirrel thing in the movie Up. You know, my final... You know the my dog moves? They're not yeah. paying attention to the owners anymore. My final thoughts to go full circle to the beginning of the show when I said, hey, if they got all the Americans, I might become a fan of Man United. That was also one of the few teams you got on TV as a kid. But... Seeing Jimmy Jimmy as a Newcastle fan wearing his Man United jersey today and knowing knowing he's going to Man United to watch Man United, Charlie, that's got to hurt more. You know, that's yeah. got to hurt. More. Yeah, it it does. Oh, for but, sure. You know, I, so that's I, a typical. I've been a, typical I've been a Man move. United fan before Sir Alex Ferguson. That's how old I am. Yeah, it's um, better yeah, sure, than sure it's better know. than it's better. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy hired Sir Alex Ferguson <laughs> at Man United uh, <laughs> as a as a consultant. I once but played with Sir than, Bobby Charlton. It's, it's better than story, a shirtless but. Jimmy on a show because I know he would do that if they didn't force him to wear a shirt. So like that's, the fact well, that he's my sparse chest hair is is quite heroic. All right, final thoughts for you, Charlie Davies. What do you got for us? Well, now I'm I'm bamboozled after hearing how long you've been with United. <laughs> Jim, Jim has been doing it for a long time. I, I, Jimmy's to, I just want to see Destin Pulisic be happy. Jimmy's I want Destin Pulisic to be matured. happy. I'm trying to will them to go to United so they can be happy. I don't know if they're going to be happy, but the grass probably feels greener if they went to United from their current situation. Will, will, you, wear, will you wear wear a full kit to the match? I'm not. I'm not scared to be a full kit wanker. I'm not. So socks, shorts, and the kit and the top. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, well, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go to the 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 United <laughs> Superstore. I'm gonna go full Casemiro, and I'm just gonna tackle people outside Old Trafford just to get everybody prepared for what Casemiro does, and then hopefully not get any yellows because he's a magician at not getting yellows mm -hmm. as well. But do, I think he's gonna think, get a lot of cards in the Premier League. Yeah, but do you think that signing will cha actually change the the outcome? Oh, I think it'll help because they haven't had a six forever, and. and that will probably give confidence to other areas of the field. But no, I think he's just, he's one piece. He's only 30 and he's got a lot of mileage on those legs. And obviously he wants to be sharp heading into the world cup for Brazil. So 
I think you're going to get a good version of him this season, but uh, who knows after that? He's, he's signing on some big, big wages. But I think they had to do something, and I didn't see it coming, so I, I'm pretty impressed with that. But they still need a couple different pieces. But he's also reunited with Veron and Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe he gets those guys fired up about him coming too. So there's a lot of positives in the Casemiro signing. Yeah, I, I, I'm just excited for the games this weekend. Yeah, um, it's going to be awesome. So mo- Monday's pod, the one you'll be missing, uh, will we'll have a lot of content. Maybe I'll be outside Old Trafford live in a full kit for you guys. Okay, that that, that would, would be, be awesome. epic. I like that. <laughs> that would be epic. It's going to pop on. It's going to be amazing. All right, cool. Well, that's the show. We're going to end it there. Appreciate you guys. I'm off to as Montreal. Always. Thank yeah. you for listening and watching. As always, safe travels to Montreal. Safe travels to me for London and Manchester and Leeds. I'm going to see Jesse Marsh midweek for the Barnsley game in their League Cup game, Leeds versus Barnsley. Excited about that. I'm going to buy jerseys. I'm going to get an Aronson and a Tyler Adams or for everybody. We're going to give them away. Not next week, the week after. Over the next couple of weeks. They're going to sign them? Are they going to sign them? Listen, I'm not going to be super fan. I'm going to go buy them. If they want to politely sign these jerseys I got, that's up to them. But I'm not going to like, hey, guys. Thanks for letting me watch trading. Can you sign these? I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just not going to do it. In, in well, you don't United have to say it like kit, that. Too. You have That's to do yeah, it in a United kit, too. <laughs> yeah, I got to do it in my full kit Manchester United Casemiro gear. Hey, we've All got right, this everybody. kid. He's a huge fan, and he just wants his shirt signed. He's named Jimmy. He played for the national team. You, it, like, there's, he there's played very for Man United back in the 50s. It's really yeah. weird, but yeah. uh, he's a big Leeds supporter now because uh, there's a lot of Americans here. All right, we're calling it a show. Thank you for all the support, as always. So on behalf of producer Des, producer Alex, Charlie Chuckawack, and Davis Hollywood, Pete Pierce, I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Conrad. Thank, thank you. I said Thane because I've got a lisp now. Thank you for listening and watching and all the good stuff. You guys know what's coming. Enjoy your weekend. Later. baseball season is in full swing which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank stample every weekday as we recap every player from every game we'll talk waiver wire ads drops players to trade for prospects who could make an impact and everything in between make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found